It's Oregon Trail with zombies, all right? Like, right. Where, like, and, and you're, speaking you're to that- You were going to die of dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Are uh, they going to so, be able to cross the river? <laughs> this is a podcast of two friends who watch way too much TV. We learn from the shows and we make fun of them at the same time. We're not experts, but we pretend to be. After all, we watch a lot of TV. Today's show contains discussions of fake people and undead and horrific situations. We don't mean to disrespect or belittle anything they've gone through, but we're gonna. Spoiler warnings, if you want to watch AMC's The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, or Talking Dead, stop. If not, come along. Hello, and welcome to I Watch A Lot Of, the show where we impart our vast knowledge onto you because after all, we watch a lot of TV. I'm Chelsea Hackman. I'm Lisa Stacks. And today with us, we have a special guest we will introduce in a minute. But first, what are you watching a lot of, friend? I, I just finished Squid Game. Ugh. And it was amazing. Tell me everything. It was so good. It is a Korean show in which the contestants are competing to win money. And all they have to do is play child games. But it's not. Because if you lose, you die. Bum, bum, bum. 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 And it's really good. You should watch it. Yeah, it's on. I think you would really like it, friend. Is it on your list? It is on my list. Put that on it's, your list. I think it's going to end up being on my list of things I watch by myself. <laughs> yeah, me. My recent <laughs> true crime things that I put on my list. What are you watching a lot of? Ooh. Uh, okay, so we just finished Ted Lasso. I love it. Current. Love so it. You've, so you've watched the season finale? I have watched, I know what happens in the season finale, but I can't remember if we actually watched it or if I just read an article about it, but I know we've watched the episode right before the season finale. So I know what happens in the season finale because I read an article about the great Nate debate. Oh, Nate. Nate. He's oh, the man. worst. The but worst. Nick Muhammad is the best. Yes, you watched I agree. his Twitter account, he is on top of the discussion about his character, Nate Shelley. So that we've been watching that. It's our sort of like feel good, watch other people's relationships. Um, we also resumed our watching of Grey's Anatomy. I love it. And we're in season 17, the COVID season, Ugh. which starts episode one, April 2020. Big type on the screen. Oh, that title card. It's like up the screen, April 2020. And then they're like reminiscing about the before times. And then like, so you're sort of learning what the bridge is between season 16 and season 17. And it's intense. And I can tell you, your hatred of Karev is 100% totally justified. And I take back everything I ever said about him. Yeah, you're right. 100% you're correct. He's the worst person ever besides Owen Hunt, who is my other least favorite character. But man, Teddy is just creeping up on those two. She is not far behind the Karev, Owen Hunt, selfish, terrible person character bandwagon. So we'll see how that goes as I continue through season 17. I think we're on episode four. But we have a special guest with us today. We do have a special guest today. So this is Chirare. She's a friend of mine and she's also a fabulous journalist in the entertainment space. So she's wonderful and she likes actors and actresses and shows and movies. So I thought she would be really, really fun to come on here and talk. So Sharare, what are you watching a lot of? So I am like the amazing Lisa. I just finished Squid Game. I literally watched the finale like a night ago and I'm, I still have palpitations. (laughs) 
I'm still recovering. <laughs> I'm still recovering. It is such an incredible show. I believe uh, season two um, would be out next year, if not a couple years. I like when I saw that there's already like a season two. I was like, what? How can how can they top this? But it's such an amazing show. So that's that's definitely something. But something actually that's kind of somewhat linked to what we'll be talking about today is uh, I, I just caught up with Invincible, um, that series, which created by Robert Kirkman. <laughs> so it's kind of on brand. <laughs> love it. Talking about in a bit. And I love it. I, I, I went in blind. Um, I just, my husband just told me he found it on Amazon. He was bored, watched an episode. He was like, I think you'll be into this because I recently binged the boys. And I was a big fan of that show. And he was I like, really loved that show. The show was so boys. good. Love me, love me some Carl Urban. So <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into Billy the Butcher. So, but yeah. Um, but yeah, but I'm but I love Invincible. And I I think I'm just I've been really into a lot of these shows about superheroes and kind of just looking at chinks in their armor and 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 the flaws that they have and the things that they're struggling with that are very human things to struggle with so i don't know it's been fascinating and it's like all of these shows are are very violent that i've been watching squid game and invincible are both extremely violent i don't know what that says about me but i'm into those shows that's what i've been watching i just went through the entire i'll be gone in the dark mm. miniseries so that one was sad and hard and really good and i was yeah. just like ah, that's an incredible piece of storytelling but also, I devoted an entire like eight hour day to getting through all of those. And that, I don't know what that says about what I do with my time, but yeah, yeah we, all, we all have our days. So today, Lisa, my love. Yes. Yes, friend. We're talking about The Walking Dead. We are talking about The Walking Dead. So tell us a little bit about The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead originally was released October 31st, uh, 2010. I tuned in. Same. I was on board. It was Halloween. I vividly remember sitting down in front of the TV, waiting for The Walking Dead, because I was a huge fan of the graphic novels. I had just gotten out of a long relationship and was living at home with my mom. Yep. And I sat down and was like, shall I watch the Rocky Horror Shadowcast recording or shall I watch <laughs> The Walking Dead? I guess. And I was very into zombie apocalypse stories at the time. So I was like, easy zombies. Let's do it. A few notable cast members. Andrew Lincoln plays Rick Grimes. Steve Ewan plays Glenn. Chandler Riggs plays Carl. Norman Reedus plays Carl Dick- Dixon. Uh, Dean Dene. Dar- yeah, I said Daryl. Do you say Daryl or Carl Dixon? I said Daryl, but it came up Carl. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. It's cool. There's Carl. I'm Carl Dixon. There's two Carls. Yeah, Carl Dixon. <laughs> the Carl. Daryl Dixon. Daryl Dixon. Okay, cool, cool. Go on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Melissa McBride is Carol. Hi, career is Michonne. Uh, Lenny James is Morgan Jones, who I love. Yes. I loved in this show too. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Negan. Oh, Negan. Oh, Negan. Um, AMC confirmed in 2020, September 2020, the show would be conclude with its 11 season covering 24 episodes over a two year broadcast period. The final season premiered August 22nd. 2021 i think they got to a point where it was like this needs to end somehow how do we end this 
the graphic novel also went on for what seemed like forever. Yeah, I followed one of the artists on the comic on Instagram for a long time, which was really fun. And he always had lots to say about background of the comics and things that the show did or didn't do well. And he always was very interested and it seemed like separating out the comic from the the graphic novel from the show itself because they departed pretty quickly from the source material and then it was just sort of borrowed characters but even the things that happened to those characters is wildly different in the graphic novel than it is in the show yeah it it really really is um there's so many characters are characters are completely different plot points are different just two different zombie stories yeah yeah I like that the TV show really made an effort to juxtapose the walking dead as the zombies to the walking dead as the people, Mm -hmm. the living people. And the the sort of play on words there I thought was clever. So the fact that they like drop that into, I think season one, they, they drop that little tidbit or maybe it was season two, but yeah, that was a, that was a, a, a moment when they were like the walking dead. And I was like, oh, well done. Okay. I see what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a good moment for show. So everyone in the room, start with Lisa. Favorite character. Ooh, it's Daryl. Daryl? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. You have a type. I know. I do have a type. <laughs> sure. All right. Daryl. Dirty Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's sweaty it's fine it's it's georgia everybody's this little, everybody's little slip sheen yeah everybody you just want to wipe them off yeah it's like it's like black oh. sails in that way like you oh, just yeah. you're like everybody's a little greasy we just need everybody to take a bath everyone's greasy but like there are some characters who like no matter what's happened still have manicured eyebrows and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> or like somehow have a blowout yeah, how does that work? Right. Like, Ro- like Rosita has had the best eyebrows on that show for so many seasons. And I'm like, girl, I know you did not have someone to go threading to. Like, right. Maybe anyways. she threads herself. Anyways. Who's your favorite character, Sharari? Oh, this is tough. I think probably an OG for me is Michonne. But I have a lot of love for Eugene and Eugene's sayings and all his little quips. My favorite quote of his ever is all things being equal. It does sound pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Or the smartest man I ever met happened to love my hair. <laughs> I just, That's I, just great I love Eugene so much for his, and I'm doing it very slow. He has such a quick, like that actor does such a good job of like how quick his wit is and his jokes and his, sayings and all of that stuff so like he's like a comedic relief for me no matter how terrifying the situation is Eugene's got something he's got one little like quip that he's gonna say and I think Eugene at one point um when he's working on a radio to like try and contact other communities Eugene contacts someone who's been in space who's like in you know like in a, in a oh space you're right he an astronaut you're right he yeah you're absolutely right he gets a hold so of an astronaut because you're like that homie's only going to be able to last till his and no one's coming for him no one's no one's coming for him. that actually of like the things that would be absolutely terrifying like a zombie apocalypse is like you out there that's a major tom situation that is absolutely like space oddity the song is just about that guy mm-hmm. like there's yep there's nothing you and can just do slowly about watching this. the world go dark right but I think Michonne's probably been a big favorite of mine because of the journeys that she's been on in her growth and stuff. 
and she's just a badass. She like, is. And yeah. I mean, it's tough to pick because honestly, the show has, I think for a very long time, I know it was like a Rick Grimes show, but like the women run this show. Like there are so many incredible women on this show and Michonne is just like at the top. I love her so yeah, much. Absolutely. Yeah. I also love Carol. Carol's also oh, incredibly strong. Yeah. Incredibly strong. Her story, especially show. her growth massively is like, yes. From where she started to where, where she grew. Yeah. 100%. And all, all, and honestly, all of the things that she has lost, like I mean, all, everyone's lost a lot, but the fact, and I mean, where she's at now, and I know we'll get to it, like where she's at, like currently in the show, it's like, I, there are some things that I feel like I've been upset with some of her choices recently, but then sometimes I'm like, homegirl's been through a lot. I ain't, I ain't gonna fault. <laughs> like I'd be, I'd be over a lot of shit too, if I was Carol. Yeah, def- yeah. definitely. Yeah. Best sure. friend, who is your favorite character? I have a combination of two people as my favorite character. Fucking fight me about it. Oh, okay. A combination <laughs> of Maggie and Glenn. A combination of Maggie and Glenn? Yeah. So like <laughs> Maggie and Glenn the ship. If there the isn't ship? anything else, but just Maggie and Glenn the ship is my favorite character. They were so much fun to watch. Maggie continued to be a favorite of mine after Glenn, but when Glenn died I tried to keep watching and I couldn't anymore because I was like oh here I go I I'm you've lost me I'm no longer interested this was the sort of energy I was watching these are the people I was rooting for this was the kind of thread I was really looking for and and then it was gone and I was like okay bye also it was unnecessary and overly brutal and all the things so I was like that was a lot and you didn't need to do that to me thank you very much AMC so I felt uh, personally attacked and I left the show that was a big jumping off point yeah a lot big. of people I still followed their Instagram so it's not like I like checked out completely I still watched their yeah. trailers and sort of read synopses of episodes but I never dedicated the time I was dedicating to it prior to that I mean that one I feel like was such like both in the show and then like in the fandom that episode with Glenn and Abraham stuff that was the season seven premiere and it was like mm-hmm because we'd had the cliffhanger at the end right. of season six to this day. I don't know if there's been a cliffhanger more people have been, I mean, there've been quite a few in television history people get mad about, but the amount of like speculation, the amount of like blog posts. And I mean, even like going up to trades, like speculation of who is it like people trying to listen to the audio in teaser clips, trying to like depict, like, is that Maggie screaming? Like who's screaming? Like who was killed? It was, it was insane. And I, I, for a moment thought I wasn't going to watch the show after that, but I'm, I love pain. So I've stuck it through until the very, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, I'm here at the very end. I'm going to watch all the way through season 11. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, <laughs> but that was, that was, it really did like piss off a lot of people. And I, and it, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So see, and then I fell off when Carl died. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of miffed about Carl dying and how he died in the two, like the two episodes it took to say goodbye to him. I was like, I'm done walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. We go to Comic-Con every year. So the walking dead experience is always a big deal at Comic-Con. And so there were definitely years where, so like in 2010, the spawn were actually not that 
not old enough by far to watch the show. So they started watching later on and then they were captured by it. So they went back and watched the whole thing from the beginning. So because it was on Netflix and stuff, so they could go back and like rewatch and experience all of it. But they got very into the Walking Dead experience at Comic-Con and they were very excited that all the badges have Walking Dead stuff on them. So it was a big deal. So there was a lot of like Walking Dead cosplay in our house for a while, which was a trip because I had already stopped watching by then. It was past the point of uh, season seven. So it was like, oh, like I think it was mid season seven or season eight or something. They were like, now I'm into it. So it was pretty hilarious that they were like, oh my God, the Walking Dead things. And I was like, oh, it's so funny. We had this freak out five years ago. Oh, great. So they, for the first time ever in my house, the kids were late to the game on something. Whereas usually they're like, hey, olds, get with it. That's six months old and that's ancient history now. So it's really funny for a couple of years. They were like super into something that we had already experienced and gotten finished with. And we're like, and we're done. Okay. I mean, I got into it a little, I mean, a smidge late. I didn't watch it when it initially came out I literally mm-hmm. think what happened was is that I mean because I wasn't too I think like I got in maybe midway through the first season because uh, which was great because my roommate at the time was had them all like on DVR and was recording them and she'd been into it and I think I came in one day and I was watching some of it like in passing as I was cooking and I, th- I thought it was a movie I was like what is this I was like is yeah. this zombie film this out right she was like no it's this it's it's this thing called the walk it's this thing this called thing. the walking dead yeah. and I was like what is this and she was like honestly she's like I don't even want to tell you anything I just want you to start with the pilot just go in blind <laughs> and watch it she's like you like zombies and I was like oh yeah I was like yep. put it in my veins and so I was like okay <laughs> so I was like let me watch it and I remember I'm watching with my husband and we sat down and she had like I, again like I think it was like five or six episodes so we just like had a weekend ordered some takeout pilot episode days gone by one of the I mean I think it is like in most rankings like one of the best pilots that's ever happened it's an incredible 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 pilot pilot. I mean everything from like Rick waking up in that hospital they're like being that really creepy sign that says like don't open dead inside inside. the hospital he's like what the hell's that The, the little girl where he thinks it's like an actual little girl and then she turns around and she's like a zombie a walker such I, a good I'm, I'm so, reveal it's so good it's so good and then right as soon as I saw those first few episodes that's when I knew when I found out when I found out that it was based on a comic I'm very much like I gotta read this first like I got I gotta read the comic first so I like got the comic started absorbing that then continued yeah. with the show but like that pilot episode and then the first season's incredible yeah. I was deep in the zombie apocalypse like space in 2010. So I was very into zombies. So I also watch a lot of like B zombie movies and like D lists, like zombies from the center of the earth kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was very about it. So when there was like something really mainstream that was zombie related and zombies really started to be sort of the, the thing du jour, I was like, my time has come. This is what we've trained for everybody. So I had seen 28 Days Later, which also starts with a character waking up in a hospital, having been in a coma. And during the process of this coma, this Ebola-like virus has taken over and the whole world has fallen to nothing. And so this idea that that whole process of like, and here's another, okay, he wakes up in the hospital and everything has gone to shit in the process of him being in the hospital. And you get to see like the flashbacks of Shane visiting him and 
all of this, like, where's my family? Where's my home? What's happening? What, what's the world going to be like? And in those moments, the only person who was there to really like attempt to help him was Glenn. Like the first person he met to help was Glenn. And that was like, I was like, this guy's going to be a big deal, this Glenn guy. So it was very cool in the pilot to see all of that process of waking up, trying to navigate the fact that now you're in a, like a large city full of people who are now zombies was just very, very cool. I want to talk about the CDC in the first season. Mm-hmm. Because we really get to see, like, the first thing we think in this sort of society we live in is, like, something disastrous happens. There are government structures to deal with this. Where's the government? Where's law enforcement? Where's the CDC? Where are all the doctors? Where are the people who are supposed to protect us from things like this? So it was really interesting to see the CDC in season one. And then not very long after that, the CDC, or right before that, the CDC had created a page for... Uh, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and they have a page that is how to prepare for the zombie apocalypse, which they use for general preparedness as a way to like get people my age, millennials, interested in, in emergency preparedness. So like it was really, really fascinating that they put that together. So the character that's in the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is named Edwin Jenner, which is an homage to Edward Jenner II, who developed the first vaccine, which was for smallpox. So this whole idea that the CDC did feature and failed to control this thing, that there were this, that Rick learned sort of piecemeal, that there was a deployment of the National Guard and the CDC and all those things failed to contain this in any sort of way. So I would like to hear what y'all's reactions to the end of season one were and where you thought the show was going from there. when they of course detonate the cdc because i was a fan of the graphic novels i was ready to go wherever it was going to go um Mm -hmm. like i was on board so no matter what happened i was going to hang on so you're like i'm in Um, i'm in this car we're going somewhere and i'm about wherever we're going like i was saying like in it till the wheels fall off (laughs) zombie road trip (laughs) let's go yeah (laughs) Pile on and pile into my Studebaker. Like we've got things to do. Yeah. And the reveal of that season was that everyone is infected with the virus. Yes. And that it doesn't, it's not until you die that you will, that the virus starts to do its thing, but that if you die, you will come back regardless of whether or not something bites you. So there is no preventing infection. There was no preventing infection. There was no, there was really no hope. It gets sucked out of the room at that moment. Oh, see, right? Lisa, you're totally right. There's just, it just kills like right at the end of the season. It's like, and guess what? Hope is gone. So we have like from showers to hopelessness in a few show, episodes. But this show it has lots of really complex themes. Yeah. And it's not about good and evil. It's not about good and who's bad. It's, it's about survival. Yeah. And especially as it goes on later in the seasons where the danger isn't necessarily the zombies, it's more, it's the people who find. Right. And those stories get so complex. Yeah. I think this is also where that idea of the play on words with the title mm-hmm. really starts to come up, right? Is that yeah. idea that the, the you're all infected is just like a, yeah you're you're all infected with this thing so we are all the walking dead because as soon as we die we'll walk again sort of in the most literal way but then figuratively that becomes a much more powerful message 
Mm-hmm. Shirai, what did you think at the end of season one when they detonate the CDC, when Jenner, um, when he dies by suicide or kills yeah. himself? What what did you think at the end of that season going into season two? Think back all the way back to it's season, season one. <laughs> there's, been so, there's been so much pain and loss and so many things. Similarly, I, I was trying to get ahead with the comics, but I think for the most part, I was excited in, in the sense that I was like, well, in some essence, like losing the CDC, them being forced to like leave what they thought was going to be a pretty legit safe haven. I was just like, this is, it's shitty for them, but good for us as viewers, because once you now go out, now you have to deal. I mean, cause to some extent they had their own little community out on the hillside, whatever, looking over the city of Atlanta um, they went to the CDC. They thought they had their showers. They had everything that they thought. Now the real shit's going to begin because when you're out in the wild, especially fairly soon after everything's gone down, I mean, now you're going to be dealing with other people and not everyone's going to be nice. Right. And you don't know where your next safe haven's going to be, if anything. Like, what if everything else has been destroyed and burned down? What if, what if, like, what if? So, like, there's, there's no idea of what's coming. So, I, I was excited because, I mean, one of the biggest reasons that I loved a lot of the show for a while, I mean, this hasn't been the case in recent seasons because, I mean, you know, they figured things out for the most. This was like, they got to figure it out. Yeah. How are they going to figure it out? Who are they going to meet? Like, how are they going to find food? Like, how are they going to get clean water? <laughs> it's Oregon Trail with zombies, all right? Like, right. Like, and, and you were, speaking you were to that. are going to die of dysentery. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Maybe. Are they going to be able to cross the river? <laughs> the, right. The smallest tasks suddenly become big deals. So like I was thinking about the scenes and there's several of them where they travel on roads and the roads are inevitably full of cars, especially highways. Right. And the, that presents both a difficulty of driving and also opportunities for scavenging. So having seen enough of these in zombie shows, video games, whatever, do either of you keep anything different in your car than you did prior to watching these shows? That's a good question because yes. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I did too. Like I, I always carry water in my car in a way I never did before. 100. I mean, essentially that it's like, I've essentially, well, I, I think it's a mix of, so like, this is like slightly personal, but I don't, I'd been living in California for a bit going to college and stuff. But like, I just remember like having a car, like having my own car for myself and stuff. And like watching the show, I was like, man, I was like, I am not prepared for like anything. If anything yeah. were to occur, like earthquake, whatever, uh, aliens attack, I don't know. Like, So I need to have some stuff, but like this show started to make me think of things like not just like a general first aid kit, but yeah, like having maybe some antibiotics, maybe having some water. Like I had flashlight rope, also stuff for self-defense that's easily accessible. Also the show yeah. is think about a lot of things like that you might need to know how to do for self-defense that aren't like maybe like, what if you don't have a weapon? I don't, I don't know. Right. So, but it did make me think about having a lot of that stuff on hand. Um, both like, well, I guess for me, not just my car, but I don't know how many times when I've gone looking for apartments, I'm like, if the zombies came, how would this apartment be? How defensible is my space? Yes. How defensible is my space? Because yes. I, 
because I've thought about it as like, I like that I'm at least on the second floor because it's not too high, but it's not too low. Can right. like, could a walker somehow get into this? Like I've literally thought about these things, like not just like, I don't think of it sens- sensibly like a robber. I'm like, if a zombie, <laughs> what about a zombie? Like, could I hide on my roof? Like, would I, right. would I be able to access my neighbor's places and take them out and get their supplies? Hey. These thoughts. Yes. I'm, I'm a bad person, but I'm smart. I'm ready. <laughs> You're correct. Those are, I love that. Those That's are exactly important right. things when you move into a new neighborhood. Um, Check yeah. out who your neighbors are. Find exactly. the ones. No. yeah lisa what about you have you done anything different with like what you keep in your car or what you keep in your house or how you think about space and things like that definitely with how i think about space i have had the if the zombie apocalypse were to start right now would i how long would i be safe would i be safe in my like space my my little apartment for how long how long could i stay here how long could i fortify it given all of that some thought i think most people who most millennials, I think, have probably given that some there's a whole book on zombie survival. Like and we then, know right, that we this know is this. how the world's we know that this is how the world is gonna end. We are the generation zombies. of yeah. pride and prejudice and zombies. Exactly. I mean, I mean, maybe a question and also a thought is I'm not gonna lie, when COVID started, started thinking to myself, is this yep. a start pulling out the you know this the mesh shark suit in case i need to like not get bit get out that chain mail suit yo yeah like when that was <laughs> lockdown happened i was like do we need to start busting some stuff out i was like what's going on for uh, absolutely uh, and then a follow-up question how long do you wait in your apartments before you bundle yourselves into your cars and come here oh that's a good point yeah. probably like you've got whiskey, so probably very soon. I mostly have bourbon right now. I'm so sorry. That's fine. I'll drink the bourbon. Ooh, but I have a Kirkland-sized bottle of blended scotch, so <laughs> I need help. Hey, It'll be fine. We can use it as an antiseptic. Yeah, we'll just hide in the pirate ship and everything will be <laughs> I Let it never be said that I cannot fortify my home. <laughs> Even if I have to use pieces of my neighbor's house to do it. I will say one thing, and it's one thing that I feel they don't address enough on this show. And maybe it's because maybe at some point they'll have writers that actually understand the South and Atlanta (laughs) and just in general, because this show starts for the most part, I think it starts in the summer. And actually like there's this, there's eventually, I think some seasons down the road that start getting into all of the weather that happens down there. There's hurricanes, there's tornadoes. Um, Winter can actually be pretty bad in some areas. Y'all, it is for the most part, though, humid and stifling hot. How are people not gagging to death? Because the amount of dead bodies that are walking around that area, stinky. Like, you didn't need to hear the herd or see the herd. You would have smelled it. <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> that, that... That's something I think about. I'm like, you know it smelled horrible. <laughs> Accelerated decomp, everybody. Accelerated decomp. That actually brings up a good point, though. How do they sneak up on people in the woods? Like, how? You would smell them. You would hear them. Right. You would 100% smell them. And definitely you would have heard. Because, like, also, half of this stuff, I mean, actually, no, like, a a good majority of, like, I think a lot of the scenes have happened, like, somewhere in a forest. And the forest is literally covered in leaves. 
crunchy, brush. Yeah. crunchy leaves. I don't, I've, I've tried to walk quietly in nature. It's not easy. So I'm like, it's impossible. So people are just not paying. Like every time someone's like, oh, there's a walker. I'm like, you were not paying attention. Cause yeah. Like where were you? Like, what were you doing? So there's a rad fan theory out there that people don't hear any of the walkers coming because none of them use ear protection when they're shooting guns and they're all going deaf. They're all losing their hearing. My question is, why aren't these herds of walkers being followed by murders of crows, herds of deer, and whatever a group of opossums is called? Because everything in nature eats dead stuff. Mm -hmm. Every single creature. And opossums are immune to just about every illness out there. Like most of the viruses do nothing to possums. So like an opossum can just take out a whole, would just be like, yeah waddling by a walker just chomp chomp i don't so, understand so what why they should have done is they should have caught all of those animals and like and like just unleashed them yes keep one bear around problem solved bears eat carrion almost everything eats carrion like yeah. even deer bambi eats carrion like yes, all tiger. of the things i think rabbits even like everybody eats dead stuff pretty much yeah but like think about rats yeah how quickly rats we always have like the rats destroying a body thing but like but i mean i'm I'm glad that they didn't i mean they they could have gone this route and they didn't which is that the animals are immune like in this right this, like they, they they're not getting sick at all which means yeah like but well granted people would i think people do get sick if they eat the animal meat like i know i think that was a thing in at least in the show yeah. but but in terms of yeah like using animals against these guys or the fact that we're not seeing a lot more of that herds of cats outdoor cats please <laughs> it's devastating to the local zombie population <laughs> it's all over for you oh, they Just like showed up at disneyland they'd be done because of the cats <laughs> yeah i was actually going to say that the disney cats Just a, bunch of, disney. a bunch of indoor outdoor cats that like got away during the outbreak are like just running around with their little bells on their collars just like ding, 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 just eating zombies that would have been horrifying and i would have no, loved that but yeah great. not horrifying it would have been Helpful. great also it's the south accelerated decomp yeah, well, well, even, exactly it's a, one of my other like peeves is sort of about the show i'm like wouldn't they have just rotted away by now? but i guess if everyone is infected then as people die new zombies keep sort of happening well, yeah which Eventually, at some point though. you just like unless human beings are making babies at a rate of two to one which they aren't uh, you're gonna end up petering out the population eventually anyway which i learned from playing that game plague inc so that's a thing because um, they have the zombie apocalypse setting where you can go try and right. kill the world with zombies. Shockingly easy. Um, so good that know. was, what's up? It's a good to know. Yeah, it's, it's I, I don't think easy. that game is available on any app store anymore since coronavirus, but that's fine. Because it was a really remarkably like accurate model, which made everybody freak the hell out when COVID-19 started jumping around everywhere. Uh, yeah, so the minimum viable population would be, I think, obliterated before too long if everybody becomes a zombie when they die. Yeah. And everybody's dying all the time. And not a lot of people would want to be getting pregnant as we saw with uh, Lori. <laughs> oh, Lori. So what's the status? Or like, What's everybody's feelings about Lori in general? Because there's like a love-hate camp around Lori a fan like I mean I feel bad for a lot of the things that happened with her but I 
I don't know. It's like, I think this is a tough thing because, you know, they, she's pregnant and like, she's trying to do what she can. Homegirl needs to get a better handle on her surroundings because she losing Carl left and right. Left and right, <laughs> like watch it. You needed to put it. I remember that. And like, there a bell was on him. Exactly. There was that point in time where you needed to put a bell on him. It's always also that's that. Well, that I'll I'll get on her. But I have I have a vent about children in a second that pissed me off through this whole show. Um, which is maybe why it's a good thing people shouldn't be having kids because they're fucking annoying in the show. But like Lori, I feel like I just I think the whole love triangle thing between her and Shane. I don't, I had like this like ebb and flow of how much I liked and didn't like Shane because it's like, we're seeing a lot of this honestly through Rick and Lori's lens. But if I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm Shane, you know, this was my- I'm beautiful. Friend. Like, he's, I mean, what's, uh, it's a, what's the actor's name? Cause I messed up, John Bernthal. Yeah. So Who fun. also played Frank Castle in The Punisher. So fine so, mm-hmm. I mean there's a lot of fine men and women on the show but like he's fine so like he he like if you're like if we're thinking about him it's like you know Rick's his buddy I mean, maybe he likes Lori for town I don't know but like it's the fact that like Rick gone we we assume Rick is dead or a walker or something but Shane knew he wasn't dead well Shane knew he wasn't dead but like at the same time I'm like kind of a I don't know I'm not saying he's the greatest dude but like he kind of knew he was alive but like at the same time like I would have assumed he was probably mostly going to die or be dead and he get he I mean look Lori didn't have to hook up with him they started hooking up and I think to some degree it's like I sometimes would empathize with Shane because I'm like he did get a little shafted I mean I'm not saying again he's the nicest or the greatest in a lot of his approach but I get it to a degree and he's been also trying to take care of Carl and keep this like whole community safe and early on in the show and I mean, maybe I'm the only person, like I might, I might be in the minority of thinking this, but a lot of the ways that Shane handled things in the first, really in the first, I guess first, second season up until like he dies, it's like, I actually agreed with him and like his approach of things. Cause I'm just sitting here like, we don't have time for a lot of this stuff. Like I felt bad when Carol lost her daughter, I did. But at some point I was like, we gotta move. <laughs> Like we yeah. have to go, your baby dead. I'm sorry. Like, let's go. I think that that way. I don't know. Of being, I'm a horrible like, person. <laughs> I don't think you're a horrible person. I think that's actually fairly like. I think a lot of people identified with Shane's decision making and aren't honest enough to say it out loud. Like the way that Shane got pretty mercenary and like fairly harsh, and very quickly some of his more I guess democratic ideals went out the window. And the, the reality of living a violent life that is fraught and your survival is not certain, the way that, that he adapted to that was to become more harsh, less compassionate, less empathetic. I think that's, that, by and large, what most people would do. Right. And honestly, Rick starts to, I mean, Rick literally becomes that eventually. I mean, like, I know he kind yeah. of ebbs and flows, but it's like, that's, that's the thing I got frustrated with because like down the road, a lot of them get there and start to realize that you really should not be super trusting or maybe sometimes you the do rectators? have to fight your losses the rectatorship <laughs> the rectatorship rectatorship <laughs> <laughs> that that hand thing he does well let's just calm down a minute <laughs> let's just everybody calm down 
I can't do Andrew Lincoln's southern accent, but that's a I, it's terrible right because he's it's awful. But Cor- I Cor- love Andrew Lincoln. Coral. <laughs> but I love Andrew Lincoln, so I forgive yeah. him a million times over. Because the thing that we had seen prior to Walking Dead, which I made the children rewatch after they watched The Walking Dead, was Love Actually. Love Actually. <laughs> yep. So I was like, "Hey guys, man, he's there's cute. Rick being a sad little incel man." <laughs> that was. Real creepy with his video camera skills. Very, very creepy. And being a, a creep-tastic <sighs> man that everyone was like, it's so romantic. I'm like, it's yeah. creepy. I'm sorry that you think that's romance. It's not. Yeah. But the other thing I really liked about the way that Shane was in those seasons is that while Shane is sort of becoming more and more unhinged um, and talking more and more about like how we got to be straight with people and I'm just here to tell people exactly how it is. He also lies a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot of spaces where it becomes about like, do we walk our talk or do we like how much of what we say is actually true? And there you see I, Dale has a lot of this process of like, I have ideals of how society should be. And I really want to stand on those, even if it's more dangerous for us, because without that, what are we? And he definitely like walks his talk constantly but he's juxtaposed against Shane as Shane being sort of more young, virile and strong and Dale kind of being this weak, shitty old dude. But like, I just want to know what you guys think about that sort of idea. Do we maintain our principles and ideals or in those survival situations, can those go right out the fucking window? I feel like as I'm saying this out loud, I mean, I, I feel like, just, I, I, well, I feel like it's some of this is situational because I think, I mean, like obviously situational because I do think, I don't think everything should be thrown out the window. Like I don't think like, for example, as we see down the road, there are some groups that go completely off the wall, like the saviors under Negan and like, don't give a shit about pretty much a lot of things. Are uh, sort of that- actively sadistic. Yeah. So that's not a great, and, like, and there's plenty of communities like that. People who go completely crazy, like uh, the whispers wearing oh. skin, like, yeah, like you could go a complete direction. I, I mean, I, a, ple- other, a completely other different direction um, that doesn't make any sense. I think, I, I don't know, honestly, I think the tough thing with like the walking dead and like this new world that they're all living in is you kind of have to create a hybrid of a Shane and Dale world. Like, I think, yeah, like, I think there are some things that people should still care about. Like I do a pre, like, I think it was kind of interesting that no matter what, they would always really still want to try and bury people no matter what um, and, and keep some of those traditions alive. And there's some idea of like community and people each pitching in where they can with the skills that they have, that makes sense. But I also do think that there are some things that have to change just because of the world that they're in. So like, yeah, like maybe sometimes you do have to cut your losses or sometimes people might, if like you make a Mm -hmm. mistake and you get left behind, maybe we don't have to go back and look for you. Like all the kids who go fucking lost in the woods because- Right, because they wander (laughs) off and don't pay attention and don't Don't tell their parents where they're going and decide to break rules. Lisa, what do you think about that idea? Like- Um, think that you have to pick your family or your team or your unit or your core group 
incredible (laughs) (laughs) about all of life at the world. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Gestures to everything. Ideally, I think that we all want to be like hope that everybody else is good, but they're not. And in this situation, it's going to get nasty and you're going to need to do what you need to survive. And that may not always be the right thing, but do you think at the same time you're try to maintain some sort of normalcy and that's going to depend on each group what you yeah. know normal is what is normal yeah fair so my next question for both of you is supposing that this is the situation that everyone's infected when you die you're going to come back do you want to be killed if you are mortally wounded no i'm cool coming back okay brains I, I want you to use me like Michonne used those two guys. Done. Take my jaw and my arms off and use me to keep you safe. I will. I'll take you everywhere. It'll be great. That's all I want. That'll be perfect. I want <laughs> like, but I want a really cute sparkly leash. I swear to God, if you do not get me a glittery <laughs> like leash. Like one of those really nice, not like rhinestones harnesses. I want a bedazzled bitch. Get yeah, it. it. Yeah. I'll put a bell. Yes. It'll be really special. It needs to be beautiful. It needs to have my name on it. And it needs to be special. It will be. It'll be what beautiful. about you, Shirari? I mean, I could be like the new like toy dog where it's like you just keep my head in a bag like the governor kept all the heads and like, yeah. <laughs> like just carry me in a bag. Can we train your head to do well, tricks? Well, well, yeah, because think about this. Like um, the way that Michonne was like care- like having those people to some degree, she still kind of had to bring him around and control. I'm wondering though, could you have technically handled that with like, you know a couple heads in a bag and like would that have done enough i'm just i don't know like how much she needed them body wise versus just somewhat their smell and their noise well at least if they're walking you don't have to carry them i guess no that's true i mean but three you pounds put, of head like but, your skull alone is three pounds so put you're me in a wheelbarrow like, put me in a wheelbarrow just will be have you ever <laughs> navigated a wheelbarrow Shirai. <laughs> like how are you going to run from walkers <laughs> right like there's a board <laughs> coming Put me on a scooter. Smash my head on the head of the scooter. <laughs> like, roll oh away. my god! Like that front piece on Pee Wee's yeah. bike. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> like the lion. Look, I guess. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is just you're gonna be the hood me, ornament on my red my radio flyer wagon. Just make me a head. walker accessory. However okay. you choose to Perfect. use me is up to you. Excellent. Like I could be, I mean, think about it. Those like backpacks that people have for their cats where they're like in the back in a little bubble, just put me there. And I'm like, <laughs> and eventually start talking to me like I, like it's Wilson from Castle. Oh my God. What if we use little pieces of brains to train, to, to clicker train you? That would be amazing. Yes. Clicker train zombies. I mean, they were trying to get there at the governor's place with uh, that one. Um, oh, God, fuck the governor. Was, I, forgot, I forgot that name of the guy who was like, who was ringing bells and playing music, trying to see. Yeah. The I mean, the modern day Pavlov, that motherfucker. I, I hated the governor's story and I got so tired of how long he stayed alive. And it, oh. I just wanted to murder Andrea the whole time. Oh, Seriously. Andrea, I couldn't stand. She is definitely. Oh, 
when she got and knocked her perfectly out, manicured toes when she tried to get out at the end like i didn't understand it i was like where is she going to get her toes done like that's lovely or well there was like a scene in the, in the girl bar. your toes are lovely <laughs> but there were like there have been some scenes where i don't know where people how people get access to stuff because there is a scene i don't know if this was like more for like who's ever gaze for this to happen to but there's a scene where she's uh she's she's been hooking up with the governor and she's they're getting out of bed in the morning after a hookup and she's putting on her clothes and she's like shimmying into her pants she has like a pink lacy thong on and i'm like homegirl has i you have not been wearing that through all of this because it would be crusty nasty like you would not be having that thong it would not be pink anymore it would not be pink anymore and i'm also just like and if it's new like with <laughs> Are they storing the thongs of the governor's mansion? He just has a whole suitcase full of thong underwear that he stole from a department store. He gives them to all of his special ladies. That's also just he like, hands them out. It just makes you wonder. All the men are wearing them too. Yeah. You just don't know. You, just, I mean, a lot of the stuff that people have worn. I mean, I think they got better at it down through the show, but like there have been a couple outfits here and there where like I saw someone, and I'm always, I'm always with anything like apocalyptic or where women have to basically be running anywhere, like anywhere. I'm always watching what they're wearing, especially their footwear. Yeah. And and anytime anyone's got any, even if it's like some kind of heeled boot, I'm like, no, 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 no. Bunions, blisters. No, this is not an outfit that this person would be wearing. The amount of like really tight jeans that people are wearing in The Walking Dead. I'm like, no. Thank you. This I is like when leggings. we were talking about leather pants and black sails. No, no, you're on a boat in the ocean. You are not wearing leather pants. I'm so sorry. The answer's no. Especially not in Atlanta. Heck no. Oh. No. Your skinny jeans go elsewhere, please. No. I really like stench. when characters end up wearing other like clothes that they found and yet they still fit them really well oh my oh, gosh yeah. like that there's that shirt that carol's wearing that you're like oh wow you just managed to find your fucking size I'm like no why isn't she wearing a big big trucker shirt truckers like yeah where she's like this vaguely smells of corn chips great it'll do and like no, none of them have bras they should not have bras at this point like where no. the, bra, the bra supply has got to be low like i'm sorry <laughs> unless it's like the pink thong supply like it's running high i don't know uh, the pink thong was just part of your welcome package when you come to Woodbury. <laughs> That's just it. Welcome to Woodbury. Here's your welcome package. In there is a pink lacy thong that the governor had. He has a, I'm telling you, he has a whole stash of them. Oh, God. He's a panty like, snatcher. No, he's a hoarder. He's a panty hoarder. <laughs> he's a panty hoarder. Yeah, he's a panty hoarder. It's not a With snatcher. With his heads. Yeah, they're all new. They just came, like, he went and raided a Target at some point. I was going to say, like, like, did he find, like, a Victoria's Secret at the mall yeah. and, like, got through the undead like Victoria's Secret like he's like these are gonna be like currency and just shoved them all into a suitcase and like everybody else is getting food and medicine and he's like nah get all those silk panties over here get those lacy pink panties everybody's gonna be wanting these yeah (laughs) real life currency I did want to take a minute and talk about uh the makeup and uh makeup artist Greg Nicotero yeah he does amazing things. Um, he's also he's just been a part of amazing things. He was the makeup artist for Pulp Fiction, Misery, Evil Dead Two, Predator, House on Haunted Hill, and the list goes on. He did Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Oh God. Mm. That movie. 
it pushed amazing. the envelope on some practical effects. Did he also do Army of Darkness? Yes. That's cool. So when you talk about the, the effects, and I assume we're also talking about the way that practical effects done by uh, Greg and his team was knitted together with CGI effects that allowed a lot of the like zombie kills that were really gross. Do you have like a favorite kill or a kill that made you go, whoa, that's not been a thing I've seen on TV? The well zombie? Mm. And they were on the farm. That was nasty. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we need to get that guy out of the water. He was pretty special. He was all bloated. That was an excellent practical effect because you could tell there was an actor in a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a nasty sculpt too. Like that's a lot of foam. Yeah. That's a lot of latex. They have done incredible things with like foam and latex. I yeah. continue to do so. Did you watch the um the face off episode where they had to do a bunch of extras for a zombie situation and it was like their, uh, yeah I did I love their quick fire challenge it. or whatever their quick fire challenge. <laughs> Yes. I don't remember what it's called, but they do that big time challenge there's where they have to do Baker, There's Star Baker challenge. <laughs> I was the Star Baker on Face Off once. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to put as many prosthetics on as many extras as they could get like finished zombie looks and then they got judged on like the however many they did and how good they were. Yeah, that show was super fun. That show was super fun. So what about this show... Tell me more about the special effects that you liked and which things you thought were really like stunning achievements. Actually, I think most of the zombies are stunning achievements. Like just the hours of time that goes into from sculpts to the making of the molds to the making of the prosthetics. Like it takes so much time and so much care and you really have to love what you do. And I think that comes across on screen um, with not only the quality of work but like the variety of work i mean there's there have been so many zombies and different zombies and different looks and they've evolved over over the seasons because as the uh time passes um the zombies also um change as well right no i was just gonna say like I mean, depending on like, obviously when someone's died, because there's obviously probably been some walkers who've been around a while. There are some that are pretty fresh. Actually, really recently in this, in this season, in season 11, there's a scene where Maggie and Negan have reunited and they're actually having to work together a bit. And she's making it very fucking clear that she's uh, obviously not happy about it. But at the same time, she needs Negan because Negan knows the DC area and they need to go somewhere around there uh, to get some food supplies essentially because they're running low on food and one of the things that Negan knows about is uh, is some underground subway system that they can go through and when they're going through it what is what happens during like there's been a lot of rain it's been getting down into the system and there are walkers so they're all these like goopy like (laughs) watery walkers and one of them is like huge and bloated and anytime there's like water walkers they're especially disgusting because like hands just like go through them and it's like it's nasty it's like something you'd see out of ghostbusters like some big slimy monster so i've always loved like the water walkers the most like wherever they show up because they're just like of a decomposed body one in water is pretty disgusting and something I just remembered about, because this is interesting, because obviously these are these are actors that are in these outfits. 
and they're in Atlanta and it's, or wherever they're shooting in the South and it's hot as hell. For the people that are actually in these outfits, like they have to do certain things depending on like where they're shooting. Like we were talking about like all the cars on the highway and like stuff like that. And depending on like, if there are like dead bodies that are hanging out and kind of twitching and stuff on like concrete, which would be hot as hell for a regular person to be on. They've had to set up things like under them to be on top of so that like the actor isn't roasting on concrete. And like, they're like, there's like special SPF that actually maybe helps like set whatever they're wearing. But I've always thought that that was fascinating is like one, like what they're having to do to make the bodies look as decomposed as they are and, and in different weather situations. Yeah, it's good that you brought up the the danger to some of the extras and a lot of the thoughts that had to go around that because we also have a huge, brilliant cast of stunt people who do everything from jumping off of high stuff to falling off of buildings to taking driving cars through other cars. There's lots and lots of really great stunt work. So I wanted to bring attention to season eight when stuntman John Bernecker fell and passed away uh, because he was rushed to the medical center, but was pronounced dead. And so uh, episode eight, one is, is dedicated to his memory because he just missed a crash pad by just a couple inches. So he like, these people are dedicated to their craft and it sounds like the whole production was focused on making sure that those people could stay as safe as possible and doing all that they could to, at every level from Walker extra who just sort of stumbles around on the highway, but it's Georgia in the summertime to obviously stuntmen doing incredibly dedicated stunts that are very dangerous. That's a really good note. And they're doing it in often a great deal of prosthetics and makeup and whatever, or as body doubles for cast members. Right. So speaking of Negan, Matthew Lillard was really close to getting the role. Matthew Lillard, the beautiful and adorable. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Shaggy? Yeah, Shaggy. But see, like, I remember him from Scream, though. But do you remember him from SLC Punk? I do, of course, yeah. I remember him from SLC Punk. <laughs> yes. But I think it would have been it would have it would have been a completely different character. It would not be the Negan that we know, like off I from mean, the show. But I think it would have been inter- He would have made interesting. Wasn't he on? I think he was on like Criminal Minds or Bones or something. He was a bad guy. I think he plays a good bad guy. He did a really good job on whichever crime procedural CSI NCIS. That's yeah, the new episode I watched. Had, yeah, Matthew Lillard did a great job. But yeah. it's interesting because Jeffrey Dean Morgan was, um, God, what's his name when he's in Grey's Anatomy? Denny Duquette. He's so sweet. So like when I saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan show up in that leather jacket, I was like, Denny. I don't know why, but everyone, he has a sex appeal that oh. people have found undeniable. And I don't... It doesn't happen for me, but I can see it happening for other people. I struggle with Megan so much because it's like, it's hard for me to like disconnect. I'm, I am the fan that it's like, I love JDM, but I'm sitting here like, Megan's an asshole. Oh, but it's Jeffrey. (laughs) It's tough. It's so tough. I'm like, I really shouldn't be fantasizing. Just put yourself with like he's the comedian as well. Yeah, the Watchmen. Just, just he's see. also oh, he's terrible in that. He's bad. He's bad. In bad. That. Bad man. Real bad. Real bad. 
Yeah. I don't know. Negan's a fast. <sighs> like I, I think he is my favorite villain I've had in a while because he, he he's a fat. He fascinates me. And he's in also so many ways. Pablo Winchester. He's like Sam and Dean's daddy. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's right. uh, he's not Dean's daddy. That's Cass. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he can be my daddy. He's totally fine. <laughs> uh, do we know how much time has passed from when the outbreak initially happened to where it is on the show? I don't know if it's fans or if it's canon or how who who announced what, but Brenda has has come forward with some dates. So season one and two are day fifty nine through eighty three. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that Andy Lincoln has been in a coma for sixty days or more. Mm-hmm. So he's because he was injured before the thing everything went to shit. Right. He didn't get injured when things went to shit. So he's been in a coma for a while. And then also season three is three hundred to three twenty one days after the outbreak which makes sense because you see the entirety of Lori's pregnancy so that's a long time and then season 11 starts at 12.3 years according to fear the walking dead the year the outbreak starts is 2010 hmm. well we made well, it everybody we, yeah it was like at least we made it past that's like when the mayans were like 2012 yeah. mayan calendar starts over and everything's going to shit and everyone's like Okie dokie. And on New Year's of 2012, everyone's like, or in December of 2012, everyone's like, and we're good. Okay. Yet another rapture has passed. It's fine. So, uh, yeah, so we're at 12.3, so 12 and a third years. So, uh, I know that they're working on a bunch of movies about Rick and the walking dead and all kinds of things. And I know that there's like, we're moving sort of it's interesting because we moved from not uh, the from the zombie apocalypse, not the nuclear apocalypse, and then we moved into like games and movies about the nuclear apocalypse with Mad Max and Fallout and all these other things. I wonder, do you guys think we're going to sort of track back towards more zombie apocalypse media, or do you think that that like the pirate movie that that ship has sailed and we'll we'll have to wait another sixty years before we see a lot of really great zombie stuff being generated by someone who isn't amc and and related to the walking dead that is an excellent question i would like to say that other people will come forward and make amazing cinema um zombies but i think there might be zombie land i mean there is zombie land too and i guess there is another uh resident evil game Okay, so there, there's still some more zombie stuff happening. Last of Us 2 was released and yeah. everyone played through that. And there's that. a show based off of Last of Us that's coming out? Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that oh. goes. Last of Us was really emotional for me. I, I had a lot of time with the first one. I haven't even played the second one. I'm, yeah, and I'm there's not... um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And yes. There's, and there's, it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to get a sequel. And there's also the animated, there's like an animated prequel to the film. I think that's, I they're on Netflix or it will be on Netflix. But like there was like an like an animated Army of the Bed arm. Sorry, there's an animated Army of the Dead prequel to like the film that we saw that like helps us understand. The oh, neat! Together. Sort of like the Animatrix. Yeah. So, oh, cool. so I feel like there's content. I think I think the thing with this kind of stuff is it's like what I feel like with with entertainment it can really go one of two ways. It's either 
if something se seems to be doing like it's pretty successful to a degree, I mean, Walking Dead, they like they have the spinoffs, they have the films, they have the games. There's people who want it. So I think Hollywood would we Hollywood has been and will be smart too to at least stick to that, I, I'd say at least for a good five to 10 more years, because like anything in Hollywood, when something like seems like somewhat okay, they don't really want to come up with new ideas. So they stick with that. And they, they don't keep with that. They don't the want to just beat the dead it. horse. They want to ride the dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would not just be- don't get bit by the dead horse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. Like anytime there's been anything like, I mean, like we were just talking about this before with like the superhero shows. There's been so many superhero shows and films about groups, about their struggles. Some of them have families, like their struggles, like being, all of that stuff. And it's like, I, I joke, it's like all of these writers went somewhere to like the same screenwriting school or something. And like, they all had the same idea and like they all got jealous of each other and wanted to come up with the best idea. Same but, cocktail party. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I, I think generally speaking, like we'll probably, I mean, we like we're, there. there is content coming that I think will continue this for a while. And some of it's got, like there are some similarities to a degree. I love Army of the Dead because it's like, these were like, alien zombies like they have I, I i don't know like it, it's like this weird like i i don't know where he, where Zack snyder is going with it but it's like they're at least somewhat intelligent or like there's like some alpha system where there's like the regular zombies and then there's some that seem to be able to like communicate better with each other so there's things like that like interesting things like that and last of us i think is a show is going to be pretty incredible so we've got yeah some i think that the practical effects for a, a last of us show is going to be really really incredible given that the the zombies are sort of created by a fungus or by a series of fungi that are going to be like spores and mushrooms and that i think game, i can't like I, I i have watched like the clips to like understand the story i've tried playing that game so many times and like I get in trouble with my husband because I, I break controllers because I'm throwing things. I'm like, ah! yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I get, um, I get really like, I tend to be a gamer who likes to go pretty aggro on stuff. I'm like, ah, can I run at it and attack it enough? And will it die? And the answer in that game is no, you no. will fail at that game. If you just want to aggro stuff, don't like there, it. you can't do it. So I was like, oh, I have to like sneak in the dark and like distract things. And if they catch me, they will absolutely murder me. Ugh. Yeah. All right. I guess maybe. I think that anytime you try to retell a zombie story, if you don't, if you don't change it enough, and it's too much like everything else, mm -hmm. it's tacky <laughs> and terrible. Like Night of the Living Dead, seventeen. Oh yeah. I mean, you can only do so much with so much, and yeah. AMC is going to do everything with zombies. There will be nothing left. I mean, it's. I think, I mean, both like they're smart and what they're doing with all of these like spinoffs and different things like, cause Walking Dead, it was just general bumpkins in Atlanta slowly <laughs> coming their communities. And now we have like near the final season, like we finally have like approached the Commonwealth, like that, like super, like, I mean, like the society that's been functioning pretty well, like since the start, which is insane. Fear the Walking Dead, they just had, um, they were at a nuclear plant and it went off. So now we've got nuclear zombies and like all that kind of stuff that's going on. Whee! With the film. I liked the problems that they faced in Fear of the Walking Dead more than I think the problems that they faced in uh, The Walking Dead. I love Fear the Walking Dead. Like I, I wasn't sure about it because I was like, 
just, I don't know. I was worried that it would be some kind of cheap, like trying to take off of the walking dead and it wouldn't be so great, but I've loved most of the characters sometimes more than the walking dead. And I, I mean, I, I loved that we started in, I mean, I'm biased. I love that it started on the West coast. I love that we got to see a little bit more yeah. of, of just right before everything fell. Like I, yeah. That, that's some of the stuff. And how quickly it devolves. Yeah, I loved it. And I loved yeah. the, oh, like, let's get a boat. Let's go to an island. Because that's literally one of my, like, if shit goes down and it's zombies, I'm like, go to an island. Like, I don't know. Channel Island's not far away for you guys. Well, yeah, but Catalina's got people on it. Fuck that. Go to the Channel Islands. There's only Garibaldi. So you'll be fine. Wipe them out. <laughs> <laughs> But like, but I'm in Nevada. That's problematic. Yeah. Eat all those Garibaldis. Protected. Nope. Nom, 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 nom. But like, Strand on Fear the Walking Dead is like one of my favorite characters of like the, just the whole Walking Dead. Yeah. Is. Like, I love him. So I, it's that's a good, that's a good example of like how like they could take some ideas and like maybe even do it better with another thing. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what they do with the Daryl and Carol spinoff. I mean, I it, it's fascinating in general that Daryl was like not even in. The comics and he's like been this like super popular character but I, I don't know if that's just like a testament to like Norman Reedus and like people of dirty Norman Reedus but <laughs> okay last question in the weirdest zombie movie you ever watched Fido Fido okay mine was zombie women of Satan Ooh, it's it got sounds, everything it sounds like softcore there is a 10 minute period of time in that film where there is a little person pooping in the woods there was also a zombie in a wheelchair who shot acid from her nipples. That's the thing. Highly recommend. It was atrocious. I loved it. Sharare. Um, I guess I have two. I'm saying weirdest, like weirdest. Weirdest. Zombie. Yep. Where you so were just there, like, what? So there is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> oh yep. my gosh, yes ideal um that's a classic if you haven't watched it you're a peon of zombie cinema true and the other one is going to be Shaun of the dead (laughs) i love Shaun of the dead and at the very end where he's got his zombie kind of like what you were wanting to do with each other like he's got his buddy and he's a zombie and they're playing video games and they're just chilling just chilling (laughs) yeah and he just keeps his friend leashed and chained at at fighting distance those will be radioactive zombies right yeah i also feel like i identify really strongly with his best friend's relationship to farts you do you're well timed you're well timed i admire a well-timed fart yeah yep it's It's a good thing to be just as deadly as a zombie if you really want Uh, to quote martha stewart it's a good thing And on that note, I find it a crime that you asked for the weirdest zombie movies and nobody said zombievers or zombie strippers. Oh, I feel like those strippers. came. I feel like zombie strippers and zombievers came late like, in the game. No, but zombie strippers, though, there was something magical about that. I mean, it was a ping pong balls or billiard balls. There were billiard balls involved in that film that were very, yes, the ping pong ball trip, but with, with billiard balls. That was, you're right. That was a is weird movie. Beavers about zombie beavers, or is it yeah. like beavers in another kind of context? No, no, you no. turn into a beavers. beaver. Like people turn into beavers. Yeah. Wait, so it's wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Beaver, they're zombie beaver hybrids. 
yeah don't don't try and understand it that's not the point you just have to that sounds go like with that it. netflix oh. show that came out where like babies are being born as part animal oh yeah <laughs> it was, it was, so way like, a, less it was like a dude like a little kid who's like a deer much yeah. lower production value than that movie than that show <laughs> should i i guess i need an edible and i'm gonna watch these like <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. nom 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 and on that note thank you so much for joining us for our episode of i watch a lot of the walking dead find us on instagram at i watch a lot of podcasts hit the like button subscribe do the things you do when you need something uh, visit our website at i watch a lot of and leave us nice reviews give us some compliments people compliment them <laughs> yeah I, wait. say nice things about us i did not make sense a moment ago uh visit our website at www.iwatchalotof.com yeah that's the one and you also we have a contact form so if you want to drop us some compliments there like go nuts do Email it us. please like, come say hi Say hi. Tell us what you're watching a lot of. Ask us what we're watching a lot of. Let's talk. And we'll catch you next time. Bye!